0: Hi, my name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. I am going to share with you 11 ways in which you can find deals to offer to your investors. So let's get straight into it, and this is number one. Estate agents and letting agents. Estate agents are a wonderful resource. You have to use estate agents somewhere in your business to find your deals and it's all about the relationship that you build with estate agents and the most important thing is to be completely transparent tell them what you are doing here is what I say when I go into an estate agent for the very first time. And sometimes friends new to the industry are a bit intimidated by going into an estate agent for the first time. There is really nothing to worry about. This is the sort of thing you should say. I am acting for investors who want to buy in this area. This is what they are looking for. And depending on what your investors looking for, you tell them what they're looking for. So, We are looking for Victorian Terrace properties, preferably with two reception rooms on ground floor and a kitchen, and three bedrooms upstairs. The reason we want that footprint is because we want to convert them into houses of multiple occupation, multi-lets, so that we can maximise our rent roll and return. We want to source houses near hospitals, near big employers, near regeneration near motorways basically anywhere where we can guarantee high occupancy because there are captive audience of tenants who are looking for good quality accommodation share all of this with the estate agent it gives you credibility It separates you from everyone else because you are focused and driven towards finding exactly what it is that you need for your investor clients. I represent a group of investors. Now, here's the thing. I have to pause for a second. Maybe your investors are going to buy for cash. Maybe they're highly qualified. Maybe you know exactly what their criteria are. If that's the case, tell the estate agent. On the other hand, Maybe your investors are all buying with a mortgage. There's nothing wrong with buying with a mortgage. You just have to share that with the estate agent. So here is my script, the one that I use when I go into an estate agent. Remember, I only work with cash-rich, highly qualified investors who want to buy for cash and then remortgage after the event. So this is what I say. I work with a group of highly qualified cash-rich investors who specifically want to invest in this area. I, or one of my friends, are going to buy these houses. Then the estate agent knows exactly who you are, what you're doing, and how it's going to work. And then if you want to give yourself the opportunity of making a lower offer than you normally would you can go on to explain something like this. If I'm looking for my portfolio, obviously my criteria are a bit tighter than my investors. So I will come back and I will make you offers based on adding to my portfolio. Now, if we haven't got any common ground at that point, you just need to let me know and I will ask my investors if one of, my, one of them, one of my friends is happy to proceed at a slightly higher level. So it gives you the opportunity to make a really low offer and to start really low. And if it's dismissed out of hand by the other side, you can make an excuse for your low offer on the basis that it's your specific low criteria uh, that has driven you to make that low offer. And it gives you a reason why you can increase your offer. So there's no embarrassment there at all. You're setting everything out right at the beginning. I enjoy working with estate agents. Uh, I just like working in that environment. They get me, whether you're talking to the young hotshot in the pointy shoes and the sharp suit at the front of the office, or maybe you're talking to somebody who's a bit more, t- uh, bit more senior, uh, maybe a partner in the business at the sitting three or four desks back. They get it. They get who I am. They understand what I'm trying to do, and they are happy to work with me. So I enjoy the process. Now, you have to be aware of the type of estate agent's office you're going in. If it's a one-man band, owner-driver, that's a really good thing. If it's a slightly bigger office, maybe they've got half a dozen regional offices, that's a really good thing. And if you're working with one of the nationals and you're going to one of the national offices, that is a really good thing. They're all good, but they're all slightly different. So if you're working with a regional or a national organisation, somewhere in that office, in the back room usually, will be a whiteboard. And on that whiteboard, there's going to be a league table of similar offices in that region, whether they're regional or national. And the office that you're in will be on that league table. If they're at the bottom of the league table, that's a really, really good thing. Because they'll be looking to move themselves up the league table. when they understand what it is that you do, and they know that maybe you can place one deal every month, then they're going to offer you everything in the office. So it'll be something like this. It'll be, do you want that, Dave? Do you want that, Dave? Do you want that, Dave? Do you want, no, I don't need all that stuff. I want what I want. But they're going to fall over themselves to try and do a deal with you. Now, let's imagine that you go into an office that's at the up opposite end of the league table, right at the top. These are the really cool kids. They know they're at the top of the league table, and they just want to kick sand in the face of everybody else in the league table. So you get the same response from them. When they understand what it is that you do, you're gonna get offered everything in the office. Do you want this date? Do you want this date? Do you want this date? That's how it works. So whether at the bottom of the league table or the top, you need to be in that office and explain very clearly what it is that you do and how many people you've got standing behind you who want to buy. Now, the approach to letting agents is similar but different. So the thing about letting agents is that they have a database of landlords who maybe not necessarily want to sell, they want to rent. But I am telling you, I've worked with enough letting agents to know this to be true. In every letting agent's office, there is a hardcore of landlords who want to get out of the business. And the letting agents know who they are. Because generally, they're in a downward cycle. The landlords are in a downward cycle of uh, voids and... Poor condition properties and getting harder to rent. So here's the thing. When a landlord gets a bit disillusioned, has a bad experience, uh, has a bad tenant, uh, then their rent roll's affected. Then the money they've got available to reinvest in their property is affected. Then they don't reinvest. Then they get a worse quality tenant than they perhaps would like then the thing starts all over again because you get a poor quality tenant. They don't pay the rent and there's other issues that come along, uh, but they still haven't got the money to reinvest to lift the quality of the property so that a decent tenant will stay there. It's a downward cycle. And if you can find the landlord in that downward cycle, especially with all the changes that are going on in the industry today, you might just catch them in a mindset that says, I want to get out. And if they want to get out, we can go in and buy the property and find a fantastic opportunity for one of our investor clients. So letting agents know this stuff and letting agents can provide you with really high quality deals. Number two, where to find your deals. Direct mail. Direct mail works. We love direct mail, but you've got to do it right and you've got to do it smart. So Here's the best way for you to get results from your direct mail. Who are you going to write to, first of all? Who are we going to target? Let's talk about vendors, individual vendors first, and how you find them. So you can find the properties on the portals. You need somebody to do a bit of research for you. You can research it yourself if you're working on your own, or you can leverage it out to outsourcers or maybe your mum. Who knows? But you've got to find the addresses to send your letters to. Uh, And I'll come back to the letters shortly. How do we know who to write to? This is what I do. There are various ways where you can find the full address of the house that you're going to target. None of them are 100% foolproof. But 95% of cases, we can find the full address. So you will hear people share with you that you can get the address of the EPC in the estate agent's listing. And maybe sometimes you can, but estate agents are quite smart. And generally, on the EPC listing, they don't put the page on that's got the address of the house. They just put the page, the page on that's got the little coloured bars on it. As we look on the portals, then as you look at the page on your screen... You find halfway down on the right-hand side somewhere a broadband sign. And if you click on that, it tells you what the speed of the broadband is in that postcode. And it gives you the postcode. But the thing about a postcode is, depending where you're working, you might have four, eight, ten houses all share the same postcode. So how do you know which house it is? Or do you send out eight or ten letters? The choice is yours. And then you have people say you could go on Google Earth and do a search, and get the little Google man to come down and have a look in the street for you on the camera. But I tried that in Oldham, and I downloaded the Google man into a street in Oldham. He got mugged. That didn't work at all well. So maybe there's a better way. So this is what I do. Give it a try. See if you like it. See if it works for you too. I think this works nine times out of ten to get the full postal address. We start with Zoopla. I know. I know. Who knew we were going to start there? The thing about Zoopla is they have a choice of tabs at the top. You can pick latest added, longest added, all of that sort of stuff. But what Zoopla has that the other portals do not have is a tab that says most reduced. If you click on most reduced, magic starts to happen. So suddenly you get a series of properties come up with the reduction shown, sold around the block and how much they were sold for. Nine times out of 10, but not every single time. But nine times out of 10, in that box, it says, this house last sold. Click on that. And it will tell you that that particular house was sold, I don't know, 1st of January 2000 for £20,000, for instance, let's say. Write all that down. We are then done with Zoopla. We kiss Zoopla goodbye, and we click over to Right Move Sold. Because Right Move Sold is the only... Part of any portal that includes every single part of the property address. So we know the house was sold the 1st of January 2000 for £20,000. You scroll down until you get to that point and you've found it. You've found the house. You've got the full postal address. You can write the letter. How cool is that? Where else can you find addresses to write to for your direct mail campaign? So now you know how we can find Vendors, prospective vendors, to send our direct mail to. But there's another big chunk of the business that we've not looked at. Business to business letters. So we're not now looking just for vendors, we're looking for property investors who might want to sell to other property investors. For instance, landlords with houses of multiple occupation. How do you find them? If you could find the name and address... Of all the houses licensed houses and multiple occupation owners in a particular borough, do you think that might be helpful? I'm telling you it is, and I'm telling you that you can do it. So there's various ways you can get these lists. You can go to your local authority, and they have to give you the information. Every local authority is different, so it's very hard to generalise. Some of them will just give you a printed list. Some of them have two or three lists Uh, And the initial list will only have the letting agents details on, which is no help to you at all. But they'll have a secondary list that you might have to pay for. Some local authorities insist that you are entitled to the information, but not the bits of paper that gets printed on. So you have to go to their office and just copy the information. But the bottom line is you can very cost effectively get the list of hundreds of houses multiple occupation owners and you can write to them direct and send them a business to business letter. You will get HMO landlords responding to your letters. Go and see them, see if you can help. There are deals to be done there. The third way of how to find your deals. If you see a for sale board up outside the house, just go and knock on the door. The right amount of hustle is absolutely vital to moving your packaging business forward. And just go and knock on the door and say, I see you've got a for sale board up. Is it convenient? Uh, Could I have a look at the house? If it's not convenient now, when can I come back and look at the house? And generally, if someone's trying to sell their house, they will make it very easy for you to view the house. And when you knock on the door, in the house you're trying to buy a house you're going to meet the owner of the house who opens the door so you've got a house and you've got the owner of the house you've got everything you need there to do a deal that's all we need the house and the owner of the house so go inside talk to the owner of the house and remember it's a people's business it's about people so you need to find out why the vendor is selling where the vendor wants to go, what they're trying to achieve, what the issues are, how you can help them move forward. It's a people business. If you can help the person who's trying to sell the house, then they will help you sell the house to your investor. And that's really what you want. You need a win, win, win. Moving on to number four, referrals and recommendations. Now, you don't often get a referral or a recommendation from a vendor to another vendor to talk to you about selling their house. But the reason I've included it is is when you do get one, when somebody you've worked with and you've managed to sell their house for them recommends somebody else to come and talk to you as the go-to person who can get their house away quickly, because that's what we do, we get the house away quickly, then that is really powerful. And that is something you should jump on. So when the phone rings one day, unexpectedly, and it's a vendor who's been recommended by somebody else that you've managed to buy their house for them so that they can move on with their lives, that is gold dust. That is a a contact that you should cherish and develop. And you've got virtually a guaranteed customer there. Because they can go to an estate agent. They know that they can do that. But they've chosen to come to you because you've got the reputation of being able to get the job done. So develop that relationship, go and heal their pain, go and make sure that they can move on with their life, and you've got another property to sell to your investors. Number five, we're moving into social media now. Facebook, and in particular, Facebook ads. And This is absolutely genius. So in order to set up ads... You need a business page. You can't do it from your normal profile. But if you have a Facebook profile, you can set up a page very, very easily. Once you have a page, you can place Facebook ads. Uh, And it's genius the way they can zone in on areas where you want to buy houses. And you can get very, very bespoke with this. Very, very granular. You can dial in a very small area, just a number of streets, if you like, where you want to buy your houses. And if you want to buy three bedroom houses in particular postcodes, just dial that in to your ad. And for just a few pounds to start with, don't spend a fortune on it to start with, but just a few pounds... Get the advert up and running, and people will respond. Who's going to respond? The people at the other end of the adverts. So I don't know if you've uh, ever looked at an advert uh, online, and it's as if Facebook knows what you've been looking at. So it happened to me really, really recently. I was looking at shoes, and for the very first time ever in my life, I was looking at Velcro fastening shoes. Because for the very first time ever, I looked at them and I thought, oh, they look comfy. And then I went back to my normal world. And suddenly, Facebook knew what I'd been doing and started popping up all these Velcro shoe adverts onto my live feed. And it was vaguely embarrassing because I was looking with my wife at my Facebook feed. So the same thing happens if you put your ads out there for buying property. The people who live in those postcodes will see your ads on their live feeds a really effective way to build your profile and get feedback and get people coming to you to talk about selling their properties so facebook ads absolutely genius make sure you get involved with that which brings us on to number six network events not just property network events maybe business network events maybe local network events Anywhere where you can go and tell people what you do and what you're looking for are tired landlords who want to sell. Tired landlords who want to sell, who are even more concerned now about all the changes going on to regulation and tax laws and everything else that's going on in our industry and maybe they want to get out. Network events is a really cool place to find landlords and the thing about landlords that go to those sort of events is are that you go and meet them and they say, yes, I've got a property. And yes, I'm, I'm happy to let it go, David. I want to get out. I don't like this one. And you do the job for them. And then they say, oh well, we haven't spoken about it, but I've got another three in the next road. That happens. That can happen to you. Get out to network events. Use the three-foot rule. The three-foot rule is tell everyone within three foot what you do and you will find somebody that wants to sell their property. Number seven newspaper ads we've all seen them on the small ad pages i've actually placed them i've actually done newspaper advertising now if you're just starting out i am not suggesting you do this straight away because it can be expensive do not pay the rate card rates when you call the local paper to put your two column by five centimeter advert in yellow and red in the uh, small ads at the back Make sure you don't pay the rate card rates. But in order to compensate for that, you might have to put it in for quite a long period of time. Now, there are enough adverts running in your local paper for us to be certain that those ads work because people wouldn't keep putting their ads in if those ads didn't work. Those ads definitely work. But they work as part of a bigger strategy. So you might want two or three of these strategies running together to make sure it works. Talk to your local paper, find out what the best rate is you can possibly get and try it. Once you get a bit more experience, give it a try. See how you get on. Number eight, leaflets. Leaflets work. You'll find people that say, oh, I tried leaflets, they didn't work. Oh, I did leaflets. Leaflets never work. If you speak to anyone who says leaflets don't work, there's two reasons why they say that. First of all, they haven't distributed leaflets themselves they spoke to somebody else who distributed leaflets uh, and it didn't work for them and secondly they haven't done it properly you've got to do it properly so I had a pal who put out 30,000 leaflets across the northwest of England in one hit and waited for the phone to ring and the phone never rang so a month later he thought it must have been his leaflet so he changed the leaflet and he put another 30,000 leaflets out waiting for the phone to ring and it didn't ring. Don't do it like that. There's two or three features there. First of all, get down to a really small, modest area where you want to buy houses. I probably target no more than six or 700 houses, and we hit them every month. And those houses are within 200 yards of a hospital. And why do I want to target houses in that particular area? Because I know if I get houses within 200 yards walking of a hospital, I will get plenty of tenants from NHS workers who want to live in those houses. So that's what we do. And we hit the same six or 700 houses every month, every single month, with the same leaflet. Do not change the leaflet. Even if you don't like your leaflet anymore, it's got to be the same because. The people in the houses will see the same leaflet and it will register in the back of their mind. It's the same leaflet. It's the same guy or girl who's trying to buy houses. And you'll finish up in the man drawer. You know the man drawer where all the half-used batteries and the keys for things we haven't got anymore. They're all kept in there. And you want to get in the man drawer. That's where you want to be. So keep doing the same six or seven hundred leaflets there are plenty of templates out there for your leaflets you can do it yourself you don't have to fret over choices of colors and wording and stuff like that Uh, go to any leaflet provider they'll have templates for you should it be shiny should it be matte don't worry about that doesn't matter i've tested both it doesn't make any material difference whatsoever whether it's shiny or it's matte just get your leaflet out there and keep doing the same six, seven hundred, maybe a thousand houses every single month, every month of the year. And leads will come in from that. So if you're working with the state agents, you're doing direct mail, you're knocking on the door, you're getting your referrals, you're working in social media, you're going to network events, you're doing your leaflets, you're doing newspaper ads, or you're doing some of those, leads are going to come in. Those are houses you can buy. Which leads us on to number nine, contractors. The guys and girls in their white vans that drive around an area maybe might come and do some work on your house. You don't know. The thing is a lot of small contractors locally will work with local letting agents and they know the unhappy landlords because they identify the houses where the landlord's a bit demoralized, down, depressed, doesn't want to spend any money on the property, uh, has got voids, the house is a bit ugly, won't attract good quality tenants. Talk to contractors who work in the area and they will guide you to the addresses where you've got unhappy landlords. Number 10, bandit boards. Yeah, I know. Little bit controversial, this one, and not popular, but the reason I've included it, and there was a time when I didn't talk about bandit boards, but now it's very much back in uh, again, is that I went on holiday to Florida recently. And everywhere I went, I saw bandit boards from people who were trying to buy houses. And it clearly works. Now, we're always a little bit behind in the UK. What happens in America now, it feeds through to us in a couple of years' time. So I can foresee the possibility of bandit boards making a really big comeback. Just be careful where you place them. Get the uh, policy on bandit boards from your local authority before you put the bandit boards up. But bandit boards are ready to make a comeback and you've got to be ready with your bandit boards to take advantage of that now. Which brings us to number 11, sign written cars. And this is really fresh in my mind at the moment because a young friend has just had an extraordinary experience just sitting in his sign written car. He got a car, liveried up, basically it says we buy houses and he was sitting in his car Parked in a supermarket car park when there was a tap on his window. And uh, a conversation ensued. The bottom line is he has now got a joint venture partner. The guy who tapped on his window was very interested in what he does, how he buys houses, what does he do with the houses, what's it all about. The guy that tapped on the window has now put up a million pounds in joint venture finance So if you're not sitting in a sign-written car, get your car sign-written, get yourself out there, park in a supermarket, you never know who's going to tap on the window. So just to summarise, 11 guaranteed places where you can find your deals. One, work with estate agents and letting agents. Number two, direct mail works. Get your direct mail up and running. Number three, knock on the door, talk to the owner in the house. Everything you need to buy a house is in that house. Number four, work with referrals and recommendations. Do a good job for people. More business will come. Number five, set up your Facebook page. Get your Facebook ads working for just a few pounds a week. You can appear on the feed of everyone in the postcodes that you want to buy houses in. Number six, go to business events, all sorts of network events, tell everyone what you do. People will come with their houses. Number seven, newspaper ads. Try it out. Test and measure. Don't pay the rate card uh, rates. You will get houses from that source. Number eight, leaflets work. Do it smart. Do it in small, concentrated areas. Keep on doing it. Leads will come. Number nine, Contractors, they know where the sad landlords are. Go and talk to contractors, they'll steer you in the right direction. Number 10, bandit boards are coming back. You heard it here first. Get out there and get your bandit boards up and working. And number 11, get your car sign written. Someone will tap on your window. You've no idea what they're going to share with you. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.